The following audio is from Fathom Church in downtown Littleton, Colorado. More information about Fathom can be found at fathomchurch.org. All right. Good morning, church. Uh, So I am going to introduce myself. Chris doesn't have to, but I feel like I should. Um, I'm not up here a ton. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm the youth pastor here at Fathom, um, and I'm joined by some really awesome people uh, that went on the Thailand trip with us um, in January. And so um, I'm going to ask them a few questions, but I'd like to introduce uh, them first. Uh, This is Haley Bost, um, who is out of high school now. Um, And this is Audrey Bushman and Jordan Bost, who are juniors in high school. And they can introduce themselves as they um, start answering questions as well. Uh, But I I just wanted to preface this. Like, I'm going to ask them some questions about their experience um, before, during, and after uh, the trip to Thailand. But this was sort of, as Chris mentioned, uh, our trip was kind of two part. Uh, there was the, the vision casting, the, uh, seeing what, what this will look like for, for future trips, for the future of fathom, um, and our partnership with them as well. And then there was a part of it that was actually like a a mission trip that you would, you would think of going and and really, um, serving and doing some things. And, um, what's really awesome. I mentioned this, the first service, and I want to mention it again, that, um, this was fathom's first mission trip ever that we've actually done. Um, and Chris will talk a little bit more about that too, but, uh, this was open to the church and whoever would sign up, um, was going to go. And, uh, the, besides leadership and, and staff and elders and everything like that, um, two people signed up to go on this trip. And that was our two, two of our high schoolers, um, which is really awesome to see that they were, um, uh, really up for doing this. And that's what I'm going to ask them first. But, um, but yeah, this was part of the trip. We did a lot with everybody else, uh, during the couple weeks that were there. Uh, but we had the, the experience and the, um, to, to actually go to some of these projects and actually do some things and really roll up our sleeves and, um, and serve. And so that's what we're going to talk a little bit about right now. But, um, my first question to these three is, is why Thailand? Like, why did you decide, um, to go on this mission trip? Why now in your life? What was it that, um, kind of pushed you towards going on this trip? Okay. Um, I'm Haley again, had some trouble with the first service with that. Um, so initially when I was going, I was at the end of my senior year of high school and I was on track to just go on to college, you know, the next step in my life. But as I was continuing down that road, it just continued to feel like I was trying to force that and it wasn't really something that was naturally happening. So I started to explore other options in my life and that's when doors to Thailand really started to open up. Uh, For preface, I was there before the Fathom team. I was out there for four months. So I was out there, I got there beginning of October. So doors just kept opening up. I kept going through those doors and the next thing I knew I was in Thailand. So um, it was just the doors kept opening and people in my real life just kept speaking into my life. And I just felt like where I needed to be at that point in my life. And that's how I ended up there. I'm Audrey. Um, So for me, I kind of around the time when Fathom announced that they would be doing a Thailand trip, I kind of just had been feeling the Lord telling me, like, how how deep are you going to go for me, Audrey? How far will you go? And just constantly pushing me to just do more, try harder, get outside of my comfort zone. Um, And then Fathom announced that they would be doing this trip. And I'm like, well, (laughs) that's a good opportunity. (laughs) So I just decided to take it. And for me, it was particularly kind of 
a challenging decision to make because I have such severe food allergies. So then going to a foreign country, it's like even harder to manage that. But, you know, I made it back alive. <laughs> Barely. Uh, hi, I'm Jordan. Um, and for me, it's absolutely love going on mission trips. Uh, it's, I just absolutely love going into a different country and serving. I realize my mom, who also has a very similar passion. So every time a door opens and I have the opportunity to go and serve, I, uh, I run through that door as fast as I can. I don't look back. Yeah, I just absolutely love going on missions. So that's probably why I went to Thailand. That's awesome. Um, what surprised you guys the most about being in Thailand? What were like one or two things that really caught your eye or your attention that surprised you the most? Um, I would have to say the culture. Um, as as a country, you know, we're very individualistic. That's not how you say that word. I'm I apologize. I'm not very good with words. But you know, we're we're kind of self-centered as a country. You know, it's you know, you want to stick out. You want to be different. But in Thailand, it's a, a community-based. You know, they say you know the the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. And it's like, it was really interesting to see that like, you know, college is completely different there. A college degree means that you might work at like a coffee shop or the front desk for a hotel. And I thought it was very interesting because here, you know, you get a college degree and you can go so far with it, but there it's, they get a college degree to get one of the lowest jobs you could. And it's, it just makes me realize how blessed we are as a nation to have, you know, education like that. So kind of going off of what Jordan said, um, here we view religion very much as a personal decision, you know, like we're not, we'll be judged for it, but not as harshly as you would be in Thailand. And especially because it is predominantly Buddhist, to ask somebody to be a Christian over there is asking them to turn their back on their culture, everybody in their family, everybody in their village, and basically asking them to live a life of isolation almost. Pretty similar to what was just said. Uh, yeah, the culture over there is just so insanely different, and it is just incredible to see how much being such a Buddhist country can affect like just every single aspect of your living in Thailand, things you just don't experience here. Also, just the level of poverty there is just very different than poverty we have here. Poverty here, you know, is not as common as it is there, but it's almost just more livable there, not in like a good way, but to eat like a full meal there, you could eat for like 50 cents. So, you know, people there can still live, but there's just so much more predominant poverty that it's interesting. So, um... Let's go back to on the trip and even kind of debriefing afterwards. What do you guys feel like maybe is one or two things you felt God showing you or teaching you about yourself or about himself um, while you were there? Um, Haley, I know you were there for four months. You guys were there for a couple weeks. But what was one or two things that you guys felt like God was really teaching you? One thing is I'm a very, very independent person. I like to do things on my own, by myself. I don't need anybody's help. I'll figure it out. But when you're in a different country, you can't speak the language. You barely understand how the money works. And my phone didn't even work for half the time I was there. Really puts you in a reality check and makes you reevaluate that whole thing. So it really taught me how to rely on others and just rely on God because um, I couldn't speak for myself. I couldn't communicate to anybody what I wanted. So I had to use my family and people I met that spoke English too to communicate to people who spoke Thai what I wanted. But also, like, 
just completely unfamiliar. Like here, I've lived my whole life. I can get anywhere more or less without a map there. No, not a chance, not a chance at all. But then it's like your phone doesn't work, so you can't even use Google Maps there. So it's just kind of like got to trust who you're with. Otherwise, you're just kind of you're shot. But also just being like support based is something I've never really experienced before. So it's just like trusting that people will support you and that you'll get through it all. So for me, um, something I kind of learned about myself is I can handle more than I probably ever thought I could handle. Um, Like a year ago, if you said, you're going to go halfway around the world without your family, I would have been like, you sure? (laughs) Like, really? (laughs) Um, But I did it. So I think that was almost encouraging. It was like freeing. Like I was freed from my fear of, What's going to happen? Can I handle this? Um, Because God was with me the entire time, and he really provided everything that I needed for me. So, Um, For me, so like I said, I've been on a couple of mission trips before, so it was just interesting for me to see a different aspect of what missions can be. I've been on two service projects and one kind of evangelistic but it's interesting to, I mean, we kind of did a bit of a service project in Thailand, but it's just interesting to see that missions is so much more than just those two things. And it's it's actually a, a big bubble. So to be able to, you know, not, you know, get out of my tunnel view of what I think missions is and then, you know, understand that missions is bigger than it truly is, is uh, it was really good for me to experience that because that way I can see the full image of what missions is and not what my, what I believe missions is. Uh, so let's transition to being back. Um, you guys have been back for a little bit now. What is God continuing to do in your life as as you've been back? What's what's different about you or the people around you? Um, what has he been doing since you've been back from Thailand? Um, so I, I've always wanted, for a while, I wanted to be a missionary, but my last mission trip, I, I was like, I just, I don't know where I was like, I don't feel like that anymore. So I was I was in this confused state with God, but... You know, when I got back from Thailand, I was, you know, I felt like called to ministry. So I don't know exactly what in ministry. I don't know if I'll be a sender or a goer, but I just know that God is really calling me to strengthen my faith and then eventually go into something that will lead to ministry, whatever that may be. I don't know yet, but I just have to stay faithful to that. Okay. I'm changing my answer from last service. So we're going off script here, guys. (laughs) Um, okay, so for me, it was a big perspective change, um, and something specifically that I kind of learned on the trip, and I'm trying to continue going with, is something that can be a very small act for me, like, doesn't take a ton of effort, you know, maybe it's just giving somebody a smile. It can be really big for somebody else. I think specifically of the woman tip that we met. We bought, I bought, like, a little dress and a little pair of pants for kids from her, and it was, like, six dollars maybe um in our um currency and she was just like so happy and she was like glowing with like how happy she was that like she's like I can eat lunch today and I'm like oh gosh (laughs) so that was just a big perspective change for me and I'm just gonna try to keep on with that (laughs) I would say I mean, I have just a much better understanding of mission work and the mission field and kind of what that 
includes, I mean, there's so much that even still I'm not sure of, but it's just crazy to see firsthand all that work. But also at the same time, it kind of just hit me that at the end of the day, it's, it's still just people. People in Thailand are still just people serving people, and I'm still just a person who can serve people here. I don't need to be anywhere else to serve people. I think that was a huge reality check for me, is it's like, oh, go out. But I'm like, oh, but what about just my community? Is a huge thing I realized. Yeah. Okay, last question. You're almost done. Um, what was the best part of the trip? What was the most memorable, the most fun you had share a good story and you can say me i'm serious like come on it wasn't you Kyle. okay that's fine that's fine i'm trying to give you a softball here you know to, but that's okay you can be honest i think i had oh, so many good uh, i'm gonna stick with i went to an elephant camp like a sanctuary camp before you guys were there for a whole day and got to spend like the day with elephants and that was really really cool for me it was the epic truck ride up the mountain where i felt like indiana jones you know pretty adventurous and then playing soccer with those kids was a lot of fun and honestly just riding in the song towel like through the city feels so unsafe but so fun <laughs> don't talk about safety when your parents are here you're very safe. So mine has a little bit of backstory. Um, as the trip as the trip gone on, uh, Pastor Chris developed a, a saying: "It's a cross-cultural experience." And he would he would say that if you were like, "I don't want to eat that or do that," he'd look at you like, "It's a cross-cultural experience," which is really hard to argue against, especially for, when it's from your pastor. Especially, it's it's hard to argue. I'm like, "That's good logic. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it now." So I. I say it's my favorite part because I think I wouldn't have done like a third of the things I did if it wasn't for that. So, uh, you know, the experience more because it was a cross-cultural experience. But, but since since Audrey added something, I'm actually going to... When we went to the village, they had this amazing fried chicken. I mean, like, there's Kentucky fried chicken, but then there's Thai fried chicken. It was probably the best chicken I've ever had in my life. I think that was pretty great. I'm sure we could talk all about the food for a long time how good it was but um thank you guys so much can we give a hand for all of our youth and past youth can we have the team come up the rest of the team for part two panel discussion number two uh, okay, so real quick, just in case you don't know who these people are, Karina Bost is our missions minister uh, here at Fathom. So she's on staff and is kind of uh, the point runner for all of our Fathom mission stuff. Gary Shear is one of our elders. He was a missionary in Rwanda for 37 years, and he went on this trip as a representative from the elder team. And then Kyle obviously is our youth minister, but our youth pastor, but he's also on the elder team. And that was, this is the team that we're really focused on the partnership of our church and the ministry in Thailand. Uh, like I mentioned already, we started this like five years ago uh, and a little bug called COVID-19 slowed the process down significantly, okay? Because we were ready to go. Uh, I think we had a trip almost scheduled for 2020. Uh, and when, when COVID hit us, it hit Thailand as well. And they locked down harder than we did. And so we weren't able to get back into the country until this year, which has uh, been a real benefit. But uh, that was what we did. Now, I put up on the screen here two uh, 
organizations, and we partner with both of these. So Tim Dunham is a pastor of an Acts 29 church. We're an Acts 29 church. They're an Acts 29 church in Chiang Mai called Chiang Mai Christian Fellowship. That's a church. It's a church just like our church, okay? They do worship, they have kids ministry, they have youth ministry, they have small groups. Ching Mai Christian Fellowship, or CCF, uh, you will hear us talk about the church side of things. We partner with them, but out of the church, an outworking of the church is essentially like their missions department has become its uh, an entirely separate organization called the Family Connections Foundation, or FCF. So there's CC, C, C, CCF, FCF, there's a lot of Fs and Cs. Fathom Church didn't help. We just added to the, me- the mix. But we wanted you to see that really we partner with Tim, Tim Dunham. We support him, and he oversees the church and this uh, foundation. Uh, the foundation is a, a, a group of 17 projects in the greater Thailand area where they are, where they are reaching uh, a very wide spectrum of missions, uh, kind of traditional mission stuff. So there's uh, orphan care. There are fostering uh, training facilities. There's uh, save it, rescuing women from uh, the sex industry. There's uh, children's ministry. There's community development. You saw us up in the mountains, up in the hills. Uh, we, we took a day, two days, and went up uh, about, was it three or four hours outside of Chiang Mai uh, to a tribal village of Burmese refugees who had fled from Burma, Myanmar, Burma. They had fled from there. They ended up in the hills of of Thailand, heard the gospel from a Christian missionary, and the whole tribe became Christians. Uh, But at that point, they they were growing and selling opium as their crop in the mountains. And a, a, a project that we got involved in uh, that, that, that is a part of the, one of these 17 projects uh, trained them to, taught that, said, hey, kick the opium thing out and let's grow coffee instead. And so we, you saw us picking coffee beans and they sell coffee, which is better than opium to sell. Just FYI, that's a good thing. Um, but I say all that to say, these are, this is our partnership. Our partnership is with a missionary, Tim Dunham, but also with a church, an Acts 29 church, just like us, and this Family Connection Foundation, 17 projects in Thailand. And so that's what we went, we went to see all of it. Now we didn't see all of it, but we saw a lot of it. And the idea was for us to say, okay, what what could, could partnering really look like? Yeah, we'll send the money. We could even send teams uh, and do trips, but what does a real church to church partnership look like from 14 time zones away? That's where we are. Uh, so, so that's what I'm gonna talk to these guys about and we're gonna share kind of some of the experiences we had, but also our thoughts moving forward that we've brought back uh, and, and shared with our elder team. So let's begin like this. Karina, you're our missions minister. Will you just kind of cast the vision for missions for a local church like Fathom? Why, why would we even do missions at all? Yeah, um, absolutely. So here at Fathom Missions, we decided it, we exist to share the love of Christ through proclaiming the gospel and serving his world in efforts to bring new worshipers into the kingdom, both locally and globally. And what does this look like practically? It means that we we serve people. We reach out and help them meet needs. We want to hear the gospel proclaimed. We want them to have a chance to hear the gospel and, and enter into salvation. So it's a both and those two pieces. So the mission of Fathom Missions, which is weird, that the missions or uh, branch of our church has a mission statement, but it's, it's dual purpose. It's meeting needs, right? Meeting needs, so taking care of people, feeding, clothing, all that stuff, but also 
it's gospel-centered. It's focused on the gospel. And this is, it, she said, locally and globally. This is the global side we're talking about today. You'll hear more about the local side another time. But today we're talking about Thailand, global missions, both meeting needs and being gospel-centered. Uh, so then the, the second question, I'll just kind of ask this to the, to the three of you guys. Um, what impacted you on this trip as we went and saw both the church and the, the projects? What impacted you that makes you think, hey, this is actually a worthwhile partner for us? We could partner anywhere. We could partner in Africa or in South America, or we could partner in Eastern Europe. I mean, we could partner anywhere we want. Why would this be a good fit? What did you see that made you think, hey, this is actually worth our time as Fathom Church? Gary, you want, why don't you uh, take us off on that? Yeah, um, well... When, when I heard uh, some, some time ago that uh, Fathom was partnering with uh, this ministry in Thailand, I went on their website and looked around, and uh, it's a great website. Check it out. You can go to Fathom Church slash Thailand, and there's links to these, these two ministry uh, websites. Check them out, and they, these, these 16, 17 projects are on there. And I looked them over, and I thought, wow, this is really great. Uh, they're small, impactful ministries. They're not flashy, but they're, they're targeting... Um, Human and social issues um, in the in the society there in Chiang Mai, in a really uh, really strategic way. Um, but my my concern was in going on this trip was was a, my prime um, area of um, investigation was um, well I, I, I in 37 years as a missionary in, in Africa um, there are a lot of projects done by Christian organizations churches that. Um, could have just as easily been done by the United Nations or United States uh, aid project. Um, no Jesus at all. Um, and I wanted to know, are, are these good projects, um, are they gospel-focused? Because that's what we're all about. It And to be called missions, it's not bad to help, you know, prostitutes get off the street. That's a good thing. And growing coffee is better than growing opium. Absolutely. Um, but... If we're going over there as, as Christians and we don't share Christ, so, so here's this woman coming out of, uh, we're trying to help her out of the sex trade, out of prostitution and that. And, and why would we not as Christians uh, want, to, want to give her the opportunity to, to know Christ and to have that, the dynamic of the new birth in her life, to help her to start a new life indeed? So um, this was really important to me. And I found, yeah, Tim, Tim Dunham and the crew there that's big. Uh, they're they're focused on 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 the gospel, and they want that to be a central part of everything they do. And in talking with the the leaders of the few ministries that we saw, we didn't get to see them all. Um, it's there. It's central. So, is it worthwhile? Absolutely. I I, I went away thinking this this is really good stuff. Uh, not only in the scope of ministries that they're doing. Um, I, I mean, frankly, puts a lot of our churches in the states to shame. That one church has seventeen outreach ministries it's it's amazing and they're gospel focused so yeah it's worthwhile um i think and the the one thing that really stuck out to me and we've heard already um about all there's a lot of uh, a lot of projects 17 of them there's that variety and that's something that i found super important um and i kind of want to talk a little bit about why that's really important. Um, coming from someone who's, I've led a lot of uh, youth mission trips in my time, and um, 
it's 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 hard because a lot of the times when you, when you're maybe like an outsider looking to be a part of a mission trip, um, most of the time there's like two different kind of mission trips you could go on. There's like a work mission trip where um, it's promoted that you're going to to build a house for somebody. You're going to um, to roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty and um, do some some physical physical work, which is awesome uh, where it where it's needed. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, there's other mission trips that are maybe more evangelistic base where man you're going to um, to to a village who has, haven't heard the gospel and you're going to go door to door and um, you're going to tell them the gospel message or you're going to lead a VBS of, of kids and that kind of stuff. And uh, both of those are super awesome and great. Um, what's really great about um, the, this foundation, the Family Connections Foundation, um, the church there in Thailand is uh, these 17 projects like that is that never happens um, when you're looking for a place to get plugged into and get your your local church somewhere on missions um, it, it doesn't happen that there's that much of a variety of of places to to connect and that many projects um, and you've heard from some of them already uh, we, like an after school program of like you're playing soccer with kids um, places where you're helping the at risk uh, kids of uh, of, of parents who the parents are, are working across the street in the red light district and um, even helping them and those parents like get education and uh, there's projects of helping them feel their self-worth and their value and everything like that and uh, the the growing coffee and everything that. there's there's so many of them and that was only like three of them um, specifically I want to talk about one really quick in a little bit more detail that we haven't talked about yet it was called Connie's home and Connie's home uh, worked as um, helped uh, foster children, um, to give them give them a safe place, uh, give, give them a safe place to, to where where they can be until they are adopted. And so there's a lot of kids uh, running around there. And that was that was Connie's home. That was a part of what me and the youth got to do is spend a whole day there um, serving these kids. And um, when I think of the variety of projects that we have there, the variety of opportunities we have there to serve. I think of 1 Corinthians 12, where it talks about gifts, um, and it talks about how there's a variety of gifts, like each of us has a variety of gifts, a variety of service, variety of activities, all under one God. And so when I think of a place like Connie's home that we got to help out with kids, um, my example is Audrey, who is just up here, um, our high schooler. She got to read um, stories to little kids, and she that was her wheelhouse. She was right there where God wanted her to be to read books to these kids. And it was awesome to see that. And I know maybe kids aren't your thing right after that. Um, we got sent outside to, to clean up the place and we got to roll up our sleeves and pick up a bunch of banana leaves that were all over the property and pull weeds. Um, I got to do that with the youth. Um, and then on top of that, the, the young gals who are usually there um, watching over these these kids who are, are waiting to be adopted, um, they're from the juvenile center um, down the road. And so they have room and board for these people, uh, these, these young gals who are there, and uh, they're giving them opportunities to have a job where they're, they're watching kids, but they're also mentoring them and helping them get back on their feet and everything. And that's three opportunities in one project of these 17 projects. And so I look at that and see like how much of an opportunity that is for our church. Um, we are all gifted in different areas. And we kind of look at that and say like, oh, well, where can I serve in our local church? Like in Fathom, where can you get plugged in? And y'all are, most of you are serving in different areas of, of where you have a passion for, but that's also for missions too. And, and a place like this is amazing where we have that opportunity to, um, to kind of scratch that itch of whatever you're passionate about. There's, there are so many, and we got to visit like three or four or five of those 
uh, those things. So that gets me really excited about future trips and uh, the possibility to get plugged in where they're already plugged in and where there are needs that we can send a bunch of us there. For me, it was just the chance to work and be in a place with a group that's working with unreached people. In Revelation 7, 9, it talks about the promise that we have that one day in heaven, we will be worshiping at the throne of, of Christ um, with people from every nation, tribe, tongue, and nation, tribe, people, and tongue. Sorry. Um, and so we know that this is a promise, and it's it's a glorious thing to look look forward to. But we look at places like Thailand, where right now it's less than half a percent um, Christian. So, sorry, it is about a half percent that is Christian. And there are whole entire tribes and communities in Thailand that have zero access to the gospel. So what that means is that they could go their whole entire lives and not even meet another Christian and more probably be within a hundred miles of a Christian. So for them, um, they are truly unreached without access to the gospel. To so to see and work with an organization and a church that is working on the front lines of trying to reach these unreached people um, is super encouraging, and it's it's cool that we get to be part of that. In um, Romans 10, 14 through 15, it says, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are those of the feet who preach the good news. So just the encouraging piece of knowing, you know, they will not hear until someone goes and, and people are in Thailand going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, as we were processing, we got to meet with the elders of, uh, the church there of Chiang Mai Christian Fellowship and also uh, the, the overseers of the uh, Family Connection Foundation and um, and really felt like we, I, th- I think all of us came back feeling like this is a partnership that's worthwhile. That's, that's what I think. It's not just money going out. It's not just, you know, a, you know, a little missionary board, another, another pin for our missionary board with a, you know, piece of string or something like that. It's it's a place that we can be involved in. It's a people that we can know and be in prayer for. And then there's a, a so, like they said, so much variety of gospel-centered ministry that it provides a lot of opportunities for us. And so uh, we came back feeling really, really confident that this is a good place for us to kind of push all of our chips in. Now, this may not be the only place that we go, but it's, it's the first one that we're gonna really say, hey, we're pushing all in with this mission. So- with that being said, the next question I have is, and, and this is a question that almost everybody who's talked to me about Thailand has asked me since I've been back, since we've been back. We've heard this on repeat. So what's next? Okay, so you guys went, that's great. Nice, nice, nice slideshow, Pastor. What's next? Like, wh- how, how, you set, we send our checks and what else? So we, we mentioned uh, trips, future trips. Karina, we've processed on this. We, we've talked with our elders about this. Would you kind of share with us the vision that we have for future going trips to Thailand? Yeah, absolutely. So when we go, we want to be helpful to the people who are on the field. It, a lot of times missions can go and drop in somewhere and, and leave and it kind of leaves pieces behind, but we really want to focus on aiding work that's already being done. And so when we were there, like Chris mentioned, we talked with the elders of Chiang Mai Christian Fellowship and we asked them, you know, what are really practical ways we can serve you and partner with you? And they actually said that the type of trip that we just did was really helpful. 
Um, there was a huge educational piece to what we were doing. I have been to Thailand a handful of times, and even I was learning new things, and it was really surprising to, to learn those. Um, so that huge educational piece is important because it allows us two things. First of all, it allows us to come back and really be advocates for these people. We saw things and we experienced things and it gets us excited about them and it just equips us to be their voice over here to people that we come in contact with. Um, secondly, it, um, it equips us to better pray for them. When you see... Um, these things firsthand when you learn and experience them, it opens your eyes to know how to pray for them more effectively. And so those are two pieces that the elders said um, were really helpful and encouragement to them. And so that's the first sort of trip that we are going to take to Thailand. It, they, we're calling them engagement trips, where it gives you a chance to just get your feet on the ground. And it's not like vacation. It's a chance to really learn and experience, have those cross-cultural experiences, um, to really open your eyes and, and gain a heart for these people. So those are the that's the first type is the encounter trips. Um, the second type is an engagement trip. And this is more specific skill sets. Like we've been saying, there's lots of different opportunities um, that are tailored in these 17 projects. And so through that, we can really do trips that are very um, specific. For example, like a soccer camp for their, their kids' programs or um, you know, sewing, like if you wanted to teach sewing, they have, they're working with these ladies in the red light district. So there's this, the potential to use specific skill sets um, within the, the foundation and the community and the church. Cool. So that's two buckets. We want to do trips in kind of two categories. One is just exposing people to a whole different way of thought, a whole different system of religion, a whole different, I mean, it's like a whole different world. And I've been on lots of short-term mission trips around the world, but this is this was as culturally different from the Western world that I experienced uh, than anywhere else I've been in my life. And so uh, it will both encourage and disciple you to go on a trip like that, but it also builds up and encourages them. That's what the elders told us, that they felt seen, that they felt encouraged, that they felt like they knew that there are people on the other side of the globe who are with them and for them, and that builds up God's kingdom. So you don't even need to swing a hammer to do missions work. That's one of the things that Jordan said and when he was talking. That's, that's what these first bucket of trips are. But then there's also going to be opportunities, the, these engagement trips, where you can go and do specific, more tailor-made things. I think we're excited about both as potential opportunities. Um, but then let's, let's ask this. Here's the other question that people are asking me. Well, uh, what if I can't go? Like, or what if I don't really want to go? And that's okay if you don't feel like you want to or don't feel like you're called to go. Um, so we're supporting them and yeah, I'll pray for them, but like what else? Like is there any other way uh, that we could be involved? And we asked the elders there to, to tell us uh, what, what the best way for us to partner with them would be. And they told us about Education Matters. Can you tell us about Education Matters? Yeah, so you might remember we have brought up Education Matters in the past, um, but like they said, this was a really tangible way for us to help um, in Thailand. And what Education Matters is, is it's one of their projects that helps children stay in school. And ironically, this project actually has its fingers in a lot of the other ones, so um, it's because these kids are coming from all different places. But the reality is in Thailand, a lot of kids are pulled from school by sixth grade because their parents can no longer afford to keep them in school. And you know, here we kind of take our education for granted and we might think, well, what's the big deal? Well, the reality is it changes the whole outlook of their future. 
Um, poverty is a huge issue in Thailand, like Haley was speaking into. And it, if you don't have education, you're kind of stuck in that poverty cycle. Like they were talking about education, a college degree, can they get excited about working in a coffee shop or in a hotel. And it's just such a different outlook what that, like what their level of education gets them. So their priority to keep them in school is huge because even to work in a coffee shop allows them a brighter future than being stuck in the poverty cycle. The second piece is it's really a preventative measure for human trafficking. A lot of these kids are pulled from school and their parents need money and selling them into um, human trafficking is, is huge. And so they really think that education matters is a a preventative way to keep kids out of there from the first place. So, so um, what what Education Matters means for us as a church and how we can serve is there, it's a child sponsorship program. So you can sponsor a child at different ranges and keep them in school. Yeah, so you may have been at churches or, or experienced like Compassion International Sundays at churches where a church will say, we're gonna sponsor a bunch of kids through Compassion. And that's good and right. Uh, what we've decided is, and uh, we brought this to the elders and they agreed with us, that we're gonna take this one project, Education Matters, on, and that's gonna be our project uh, as a church. So Education Matters is gonna be our compassion. It's gonna be our Compassion International. Uh, so we are, we've got at this little table in the back corner that you can go to after church, we've got little cards with pictures of kids on them. And for a range between like $5 all the way up to like $30 a month, you can help support children and their education, keeping them in their education, which will both give them a brighter future and is a preventative measure that makes a lot of these other product uh, projects less necessary if you keep kids in their, their schooling environments. So, so uh, we want you to sponsor kids. Like th this is, we're gonna do that today, okay? You can go back there and talk with Karina afterwards. Uh, we're gonna do this a few times during the year where we'll just get more, you know, more kids and we'll try and sponsor children. Uh, and that's gonna be something that's kind of an ongoing thing that Fathom can do alongside of sending teams, alongside of financially supporting Tim and their work there. Uh, this is something that we can do. And so um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Uh, in most of the child sponsorship programs that you can, like a Compassion International or something like that, a, a sizable portion of what you're paying for is administrative costs. Uh, and, and while we don't want to badmouth anything else, uh, what we do know is that Education Matters, uh, they have a, a some donors who offset all of the administrative costs for this ministry. So every dollar that, that you sponsor a child with goes straight to those children. So if you put $30 a month towards Education Matters, all $30, you can be assured, is actually going to get kids in school because the administrative costs have been underwritten, which is a huge benefit. So um, so we want to invite you to that, invite you to sponsor kids. I don't know, how, do we have, we still have some? We have some left. Uh, a lot of them got picked up during first service, but we will get more uh, as we move forward. But uh, really looking forward to that. Here, here's, here's maybe the last thing I want to ask, or not the very last thing, but the second last thing. I want to ask Gary this. Um, Gary, you were a missionary for 37 years on the field, and often we talk about praying for our missions, praying for missionaries, and it seems like, a, oh yeah, we'll, we'll pray for them, but can you, can you emphasize and call us as a church to the importance of really what it means to partner with our missions teams in prayer? We talk about prayer for a moment. Yeah, I, I guess I could say uh, just briefly a couple things. One is that... Um, um, yeah, less than 1% of, of the population in Thailand is, is Christian. It's, it's Buddhist. You don't hear much about the Buddhist countries. You hear about Muslim countries. 
but uh, Buddhist countries are some of the most unreached peoples in the world. Um, it's going to take the power of the Spirit to break into those strongholds mm -hmm. and, and win people to Christ. And that's going to happen by, by prayer. So, so we need to pray about that. But the second thing I, I think is it's a great privilege. It's a great opportunity for you to have an impact in Thailand. Think about it. You can come home from your, your day at, at the office and you're sitting there doing papers or taking care of other people's money or whatever you're doing. And you can come home and you can, you can have a, a hand in seeing people, the love of Christ, touching the lives of people in Thailand through your prayers. So uh, to me, it's exciting. And you can go on that website, look at their projects, look at them, physically look at them, read the little blurbs on each project, look at the pictures, Pray for those people. Pray for the, the kids that are being taken out of the cycle of poverty. Pray that that happens, but pray that the love of Christ touches those lives, and God does a great thing in the Buddhists in Thailand. Yeah. So we want to invite you again to First Sunday Prayer. Uh, next Sunday, we're going to actually take our first Sunday prayer next Sunday and focus it on Thailand. So we're going to pray through these projects. We're going to pray through the church, the missions, and our partnership there. Uh, so uh, just another plug, like come pray for this stuff. So, so there's lots of things to, to sum all of this up. Uh, we are going to continue to support Chiang Mai Christian Fellowship and the Family Connections Foundation financially as a church. Uh, we are inviting you to start sponsoring children through Education Matters as an ongoing way for you and your family to participate in this. We want to invite you to start praying if you haven't already started, but also to join us at our first Sunday prayer next week and really begin to uh, come before the Lord and join the Spirit in what He's doing in Thailand. And then finally, we do want to send. And so we're going to, when's the next trip, people? When are we going again? Uh, we missed the first one. We want to go on the next trip. Well, Karina, can you tell us about the next trip? Absolutely. <laughs> so our next trip will be next summer, summer of 2024. And the tentative dates are July 13th through 27th and so that trip is slotted and, and we're e excited about it uh, one month from today April 23rd we will have an information meeting in between services I want to just encourage all of you to come and, and just hear even if you think hey that's not me right now just come and listen I'll answer your questions other people will ask questions and you can hear the answers to those also but just come and learn about what's go more about what's going on in Thailand sweet I will not be going on that trip uh, but we'll deem somebody else on the trip to be the, this is the cross-cultural experience to pressure you. They call it, you know, it's peer pressure, it's pastoral pressure. It's the pastoral pressure to make you eat things that you shouldn't eat, you know, that kind of thing. But we want to invite you to come to those informational meet, that informational meeting. Uh, everything that we've talked about today, fathomchurch.org slash Thailand, or you can use the little QR code on the chair, um, but all of the information there, a sign up for the informational meeting, more information on education matters so you can sponsor kids if, you, if we run out today, uh, information about all of the projects, all the links, everything is right there on the website. Uh, want to invite you to, to, to partner with us as we partner in Thailand as a church. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pray, okay? These guys are gonna exit and then we're gonna respond in the same four ways that we always do to hearing God's word. So let's pray together for this partnership. Father, we bless you. Uh, it is a good gift to be able to join you in what you're doing uh, in your mission to this world. And God, um, 
I am thankful that I got to go on this trip and experience Thailand. And I pray, Father, uh, as we endeavor to partner with Chiang Mai Christian Fellowship, as we endeavor to partner with the Family Connection Foundation, Lord, we pray for them right now. We lift them up to you right now. They are, uh, in the, it's the middle of the night right now. They've already worshiped together. They've already gone through their whole Sunday ritual and they're asleep. And even as they sleep right now, Holy Spirit, would you, would you move in this country? Would you soften the ground that's so hard to the gospel? Would you begin to prepare hearts who will hear the gospel through these projects, maybe even through our involvement in these projects? And Lord, ultimately, would you do a work in Thailand that would would shock the world? Would you do things that only you can do, breaking through barriers and strongholds? And would you show us, inspire us, Lord, and how we might be involved, both individually as as families and even as a church. So Lord, we we trust you, we love you. We're thankful for the, the gift and the honor and the privilege that it is to join on your mission. So help us, Lord, to do this more and more. We love you, Father. We pray these things by the power of the Holy Spirit and all God's people said, amen.